Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. 101 South Capitol Boulevard, Suite 500, Boise, Idaho, 83702. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, the story is now hot. The story is live. What Elon Musk told Montana Senator Steve Daines in a phone call. Uh, that story and the audio now posted at MontanaTalks.com. I'll give you a sample here in a few minutes. Uh, also, uh, definitely looking forward to hearing from Representative uh, Jody Etchart uh, joining us from the state capitol in Helena uh, about uh, one particular uh, bill that she is is. Uh, pushing forward that uh, that certainly got a lot of great reaction here on this show and we brought it up last week uh, but let me first get to Sharon in Belgrade and then we'll talk at more depth with uh, Jody Etchard about her legislation uh, Sharon uh, I guess wants to weigh in on this whole this whole story about Yellowstone National Park uh, getting dragged on social media for this uh, black people who hike grant that went out Sharon what's your thoughts thanks for the call well, it, it just struck me as funny this morning. I'll probably laugh about it all day. Just curious as to grizzly bears there, which we have an overabundance in Montana now, Gallatin and Tom Minor Basin and Yellowstone Park. Do you think they prefer white meat or black meat? Uh, are they, can they dis- distinguish and are they, do they prefer that? Uh, so I would like to know if they've done a study, fish, game, and wildlife, so maybe it'd be safer for me to hike, and the black people should be notified, and white people, you know. i just just curious, just a funny thought that came into my mind. Are the grizzlies racist? Could we now finally delist the grizzly bears uh, from the endangered species list? Because it, 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 we come to find out now, thanks to the Black People Who Hike grant program, that the grizzlies are racist. So we absolutely must take them off the endangered species list. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, yeah, Sharon, thanks for the call. You know, as, as dangerous as those grizzlies are, you've got to think about it. If I was coming from New York City or Chicago, as dangerous as those grizzlies are, you're probably still safer out on a hike in Yellowstone National Park than you are living under one of these Democrat-run cities right now. Uh, in, in fact, case in, case in point, uh, the Unleashed Prosperity Hotline uh, the other day, they actually ran the numbers. Oh, shoot, I thought I still had it in front of me here. And anyway, it was. It, it talked about how how few officer-involved shootings there are involving uh, black Americans, but yet how, you know, what, 100 times more uh, there, there are black Americans who are losing their lives under these Democrat-run cities with the increase in violence. In fact, uh, the DailyCaller.com uh, published a, a new poll survey that just came out, uh, let's see, just earlier this week here. Black Democrats were twice as likely as white Democrats to view crime reduction as a top policy priority in a Pew Research poll that was released February 6th. So three days ago, they released this poll. But see, you notice, black Democrats view crime and and reducing crime as a top policy priority. But see, no, 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 the white Democrats, oh, no, 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 no. 
they see it's not a problem for them reducing crime is not it's those racist police officers that are the problem for the white democrats and it's the white democrats that call the shots in the democrat party it's the white liberals that look down on the rest of us uh, that are that are calling the shots not just with this black people who hike grant but in the whole of government approach all right sharon thanks for the call uh next up on the phone lines great now to chat with representative joe d etchart out of billings joining us from the capitol representative etchart great to catch up with you this morning good morning happy to be on yeah well first off your reaction on this whole crime story because i know that was one of the major reasons you decided uh to you know step away from your day job step away from your family to serve in helena so absolutely, and I would agree with you. Um, just an example of this is during the state of the state of the uh, state address with Governor Gianforte, when he addressed the crime problem and he addressed sentinel problem on our street. Every Republican stood up, and the only Democrat that stood up was Senator Jason Small. Otherwise, uh, and, well, Jason. Oh no, he's I'm a Republican. Sorry. Yeah, Jason, yeah, yep. yeah, he's a Republican. So, but he was sitting all, over kind of on the Democrat side. Sorry about that. But no Democrat stood up when um, Governor Gianforte talked about the fentanyl problem and we need to fix it. So that's actually that's actually even even more funny that the only the only guy on the Democrat side of the aisle was actually a Republican uh, Northern Cheyenne Native American uh, state senator. <laughs> it was a Republican uh, Native American on the, the who was sitting uh, closer to the Democrat side of the aisle that was the only one that stood up to talk about the importance of addressing fentanyl and crime. That's even even more interesting. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Well, and, and you made such a great point, I know, when you were talking about your run for the legislature, when you called into the show one time about how, you know, hey, you're, you're a mom, you're a working mom. If if it's 11 o'clock at night and, and you want to run to the grocery store to pick up some items to make that birthday cake the next day, you now wonder, uh, will I be safe making that trip? That's exactly right. I think we had another um, overdose death in the in a local grocery store parking lot. Um, what was that before Christmas? Oh wow, wow! And and of course, it's not just fentanyl. It's not just meth. Uh, there's been some crazy incidents in in the high schools involving uh, vaping and 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 issues like that as well. Well, uh, one of the things, if you can, Representative Jody Etchard, stand by. I know we've I've been uh, taking your time talking about these other topics here as well. But uh, last week, uh, this uh, this past Thursday, we had uh, we had Speaker of the House Matt Regeer join us on the show from Kalispell. He uh, he gives us a weekly legislative update. And one of the bills he was touting was a bill by Representative Jody Etchart that would basically give some flexibility to our PAs, to our physician assistants across Montana, to be able to operate more independently. Anyway, it generated a bunch of great phone calls, a bunch of boxes for your privacy. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com before the next crisis strikes. MyPatriotSupply.com Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, so one of the bills that Speaker of the House Matt Regeer highlighted last week is an effort by Representative Jody Etchart uh, out of Billings, who works in the healthcare industry uh, herself, by the way. Representative Etchart, tell us uh, about your PA bill, as I'll just describe it. 
So physician assistants, and uh, you go in to see your doctor, and sometimes when you see your doctor, you see a physician assistant or a nurse practitioner. We're called advanced practice providers. Another name for a physician assistant and a nurse practitioner is a non-physician provider. So sometimes when you're seeing somebody, you're seeing that non-physician provider. And uh, what we're doing is we're making it so it's easier for physician assistants to practice in rural Montana. Right now, under state law, we have to have something called a supervising physician. That supervising physician signs off on, depending on how far you are out of school, all of your charts. Um, they re- review your care for patients. They review the medications you're prescribing. Sometimes they may go as far as telling you what um, you can and can't do in practice. For instance, there's a physician assistant Um, I believe right here in Helena, that does deep brain stimulation. And he is very good at it. He actually trains at the um, company that provides the deep brain stimulation equipment. He also trains residents and doctors. If his doctor quits that supervises him and he gets another doctor in that does not know how to form deep brain stimulation, even though that PA is the one that trains everybody else literally across the United States, he will not be able to do that procedure according to Montana law. So our paid people in Montana, they could go to Billings and have the doctor do it in Billings. But if that's not available, they'd have to go out of state, even though we have a physician assistant that can do it according to Montana state law. That's egregious. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's a disservice to the citizens of Montana, and we need to change that law. Well, I, I mean, I personally am such a big fan of nurse practitioners and, and PAs, physician assistants. In fact, one of the uh, one of the best, uh, I guess, would I say, clinicians uh, that I providers that I've I've ever had at the VA, for example, she was a nurse practitioner, uh, and then physician assistants. Uh, I mean, for especially for a lot of the routine care in particular, I am more than happy to see a physician assistant. You you don't even need to see a doctor for uh, for for a lot of this stuff, especially. Especially a lot of the routine care, the, the the PAs that I've served with in the military have been remarkable individuals as well. Absolutely, I would agree. And nurse practitioners under Montana law have, do not have to have any supervision, none. They can instantly go and hang out their own shingle. They can apply for any job because they don't have to have even a nurse practitioner supervising them when they're right out of school. And so really what we're asking is we're not making a huge ask, and this is not uh, unsafe. Here's one thing, Erin, that a lot of people don't understand is the education difference. I'll hear people all the time say, oh, well, nurse practitioners, they're a practitioner. They can do um, they, they can do all this, and they have so much more education than a physician assistant. Not true. Rocky Mountain College has 3,000 hours in their program for a PA, Gonzaga, 660 for nurse practitioners. So PAs have nearly five times the education. And you're not going to hear me disparaging nurse practitioners. They do a wonderful job. They do a great job. And I would not want um, anybody to say anything bad about them. But alternatively, you tell me why a nurse practitioner then shouldn't have the same supervisory agreements for their entire career that a PA does. Yeah, and uh, no, I, I think that's a good point too to make that. Hey, this isn't about uh, you know saying which one's better or or this or that. It's it's really about 
providing flexibility in healthcare is that we've got so much regulation, so much rules that are in place, and then you know the feds have created it's such a mess with Obamacare that now what our lawmakers have been trying to do is saying, hey, how can we streamline things? How can we provide more freedom in healthcare options? You know, like expanding direct primary care it was done in the last legislative session and, and a little bit before that one as well to say we, we've got to do something to provide affordable uh, care and deliver good care, especially a lot of the routine care for folks. And, and the point I made when, when this topic came up last Thursday, because we had a number of great phone calls, you know, back and forth on it, is I said, look, it's not like they're – there, the, the bill takes away any of, of the rules or regulations in place whatsoever and forces different things on, on hospitals. It, it, it's not like, hey, because this bill passes in the legislature, like, like PAs are going to be independently conducting brain surgery on their own now. And so, yeah, talk about what your bill actually would do, would actually allow. So the bill as written allows for complete independent practice of physician assistants just like nurse practitioners. But it's within our scope, and that scope I mentioned earlier of advanced practice providers or non-physician providers. <clears throat> so that scope <clears throat> says what we can do uh, initially. It, it clearly lays out that we are not doctors. We can't do surgery. N- none of us are going to be going doing surgery. We're going to be taking care of patients on a primary care level. And alternatively with that, anybody, nurse practitioner or physician assistant that practices at a hospital or other healthcare facility, both of those are treated the same in that same category and have the same internal um, physician supervisory requirements where the doctor, where you, you've got a buddy, where you've got someone you can go talk to, and they set that up so that there's always that system there for you to talk to. And so it needs to be internally regulated at the healthcare facility level rather than the government telling us what we have to do because it's not working. Yeah, and describe kind of the training that maybe even somebody like you went through, because Rocky Mountain College, for example, here in Montana, has a reputable PA program. Uh, and then I think you, you, you've told me, too, Gonzaga also has a reputable program for, for nurse. Is it nurse practitioners that Gonzaga is known for in particular or PAs as well? Nurse practitioners. Yeah, so describe the, the two programs, if you can, and, and, and just what what type of training uh, physician assistants actually undergo on top of whatever uh, undergraduate degrees and other education that they bring with them as well? Sure. So prior to nurse practitioner or PA school, you of course, for, P- for nurse practitioner school, you're going to be an RN to go into that program. Well, for PA school, you're going to be a paramedic, an EMT, a respiratory therapist, um, a cardiac technician, cardiac cath lab technician, and you can be an RN also. And so then you have to have a degree and you to get into those programs. And so I think RNs are very valuable, but you can't tell me that a paramedic and an EMT and a respiratory therapist are not valuable healthcare members, you know, members of the healthcare team and that what they provide and their level of education and their patient care is equal to that of an RN. I mean, you're not going to tell me one of those people's different. We even have army medics that go into PA school. So you're training beforehand. You can't say that PAs don't have training and no medical experience before they go to school. That's simply not true. And then um, Gonzaga's is largely online, and they do have clinical rotations, but still a lot of that's online. Everything at Rocky Mountain College, I'm not sure what they did with the pandemic. That's not what I'm discussing here. But it's in school for one full year of didactic training. That's literally two years of medical school um, thrown at you. And then you do one year 
of clinical rotations in different sites that's at least equal to 2,000 hours. And so there's your difference there. Also, there's a Seattle University that has a direct RN where you start school and you go directly from your RN to your nurse practitioner with no clinical experience in between. Yeah, very interesting. Well, it sounds like a great piece of legislation, if you ask me. I mean, based on just what, what I've heard about it and experiences that I've had personally with, with PAs or NPs, uh, you name it. It just sounds like common sense legislation. And so for people to just knee-jerk, rea- uh, you know, uh, react to it negatively without even finding out what it's what it's, what it's all about first is, uh, unfortunately, got kind of what, what we see too often, uh, it, even in politics at the local level here. Yep, I would agree. It's going to be very safe, and the argument that NPs are more trained than PAs is just simply not true. We're both adequate providers to do an excellent job taking care of patients, and we should be allowed to do so without state regulation. All right. Representative Jody Etchart, great to hear from you. Thanks so much for, for calling in this morning. And uh, I'll try to share this, this audio with the rest of our statewide audience uh, at, at, at some point here as well, because, yeah, it, definitely we got phone calls from all across Montana and uh, app messages and more uh, when this was brought up. So thanks for your time. Great to hear from you. All right, you too. 406-294-0970 is the number for you. If you got something you want to talk about, you want to jump in on the conversation, uh, give us a ring right now. Or you can message us on our Montana Talks app uh, if, if you want to jump in on the conversation here as well. Uh, plus, we've got uh, more State of the Union uh, reactions that we can get to as well. And the big uh, Twitter executives uh, hearing uh, in the uh, in the uh, House of U.S. House of Representatives yesterday as well, uh, some very interesting uh, back and forth on that front. Hey, you know we're we're talking about healthcare and and you know seeing a PA for this or seeing an NP for that, and and really uh, what what to me is is fascinating is the type of specialty healthcare that you can get right here in Montana. And there's people that will travel great distances to get some of these specialty services. Uh, QC Kinetics, you've probably heard of them. Professional athletes have been using QC Kinetics for a a number of years now. And they've got over 100 clinics all across America. But now they are on the ground here in Montana. What what QC Kinetics does is, is they specialize in regenerative medicine. So what they do is they take the healing properties from your body, and then use those healing properties to to insert them right back into those achy joints so your body helps to heal your body, regenerative medicine. You get moving again with no downtime. Hopefully you can stop taking pain meds and uh, and have, uh, you know, really an alternative. Uh, hopefully dodge surgery. Hopefully dodge, uh, you know, uh, the, the pain meds and everything. QC Kinetics, you can give them a call, 406-201-6263. Again, QC Kinetics, 406-201-6263. All right, coming up after the break, I'll play the – we'll get some State of the Union reactions uh, in here. Uh, Speaker of the House – former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, as predicted, he said it was going to be a fantasy State of the Union. It ended up being just that. So we'll get some follow-up remarks from Speaker Gingrich and what Elon Musk told Steve Daines in that personal phone call – Uh, I'll start with that one right after this. Remind me if I get distracted by some other big news story in the meantime. Uh, You can, and and then of course you can call in if you got something else you think we should be talking about. Two nine four zero nine seventy or message us on the Montana Talks app. 
After the whole China spy balloon incident, some of you may be wondering, hey, where exactly are Montana's nuclear missile silos located? And what do they look like? Hey, we got a report at MontanaTalks.com right now. Michelle put together a, a report for you if you want to see photos and more. And uh, Montana Senator Steve Daines suspended from Twitter over a hunting photo. Elon Musk himself spoke out. He responded via Twitter. That story and more. Go to MontanaTalks.com. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Of course, there I was, uh, Senator Steve Daines. Let's see, just tagged me on Facebook because they they shared a photo of him on the phone uh, with me uh, here earlier this morning. And, of course, he told us about his phone call with Elon Musk. So now i gotta, I got to find the spot exactly here. Uh, let's see. So I caught up with Senator Daines about a number of topics here earlier this morning. Uh, may, share, may share more of the audio with you here uh, later as well. Uh, we do have uh, the phone lines open for you right now. Or I'd play the audio right now, but I want to give you the, the chance to jump in on the conversation. I want to give you the chance to be heard across Montana, 406 uh, and then and then in the nine o'clock hour, we've got the uh, Speaker of the House, Matt Regeer out of Kalispell joining us once again for our weekly legislative update. And then we'll have more time to take uh, more of your phone calls as well after we uh, wrap up with uh, Speaker Regeer. OK, here's the portion uh, where we talked about the phone call with Elon Musk. Before we uh, talk about the State of the Union address, uh, Senator, you were telling me you actually got a phone call personally from Elon Musk over this whole Twitter jail story. Well, when Twitter put me in jail, and by the way, Aaron, uh, the food's not great. We can't beat the rent. But anyway, I'm in Twitter jail. (laughs) And... uh, uh, this thing blew up nationally, and it was it was a great ricochet. You know, Twitter censors me, and there was just this huge backlash across America around what Twitter did uh, to Sydney, me, and that antelope. And so Elon Musk reached out to me. So we had a very good conversation on the phone, and let me tell you something that Elon said. To the credit of Elon Musk, first of all, he got me out of jail. He reinstated my account. Number two, he says he's going to review the Twitter policies regarding some of the craziness that's going on there. And, and the point that was made by Elon, if I could sum it up, is that we can't let San Francisco values dictate the rest of the world. I couldn't have said it better myself. And I said to Elon, it's important that, that in the spirit of inclusivity and tolerance, which that the San Francisco elites are the most intolerant people in the world, says, why don't you tolerate and include the diversity of our Montana values. And so we just kind of threw their argument back at them, and i got to give Elon Musk credit for stepping in and getting me out of jail and working to, to change Twitter. That, 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 there's a deep swamp at Twitter, and that Elon's trying to do his best to drain it. All right, that was uh, Senator Steve Daines earlier this morning. We also talked about the State of the Union address and more. I also uh, I also told him what our, our buddy Eric, uh, Eric Maldonado in Kalispell had to say. I think it was Eric, right? Eric, I think, I think that was you. He's, you know, he said, you know, hey, Cindy, you're such a great shot with that antelope in that hunting photo that, 
you know, Cindy Dames uh, should have been the one to take the shot at the balloon when it was over Montana. So the senator got a kick out of out of that line as well. Because, yeah, the photograph of him hunting that led to him being suspended from Twitter was a photograph of him and his wife, Cindy, and the antelope that she shot in eastern Montana uh, this this past October. So so there you go. Also got his take on the State of the Union address. But uh, but first, this was a former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich. Uh, earlier in the week, when we were doing kind of a State of the Union preview, I aired remarks from former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, where he basically predicted what was going to take place on Tuesday night with the with Joe Biden's State of the Union address, that it was going to be a fantasy State of the Union address. That's exactly what ended up happening. Here's how uh, Speaker Gingrich now gives a recap of the State of the Union address. Look, I think uh, this was a fantasy State of the Union. Uh, You got to hear from a guy who resides in a White House, flies on Marine One to the airport to pick up Air Force One to go to Delaware so he can bicycle every weekend. Uh, His world's fine. It's just the rest of us who are in pain. Uh, And I think what you saw last night was a speech that was totally disconnected from reality. Uh, His comments about China were were on the verge of laughable. You know, we met this challenge and we we did what was necessary. That's baloney. Totally dishonest. His comments about the border, totally dishonest. Uh, His attempt to attack the Republicans on Medicare and Social Security, totally dishonest. Uh, it It was a breathtaking speech. And frankly, I thought the big news of the evening... Uh, was uh, Governor uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, mm-hmm. who became a Republican star nationally with what I think may have been the best values speech by a Republican since Ronald Reagan in 1964. Uh, I've been checking with friends all morning, and they are just blown away by how she captured the real choice between normal and crazy, uh, the degree to which Biden now, whether he, because he believes it or because he's intimidated, is part of the crazy and that's what you saw last night. I mean, he just literally stood there and lied to the American people again and again. And the problem he's got is people in the seventy-two percent of the American people say they're living paycheck to paycheck. So they hear this guy tell them how great it is. They're thinking, what you know, what planet is he on? Uh, well said there by former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich. Let's jump back into your phone calls here. Four zero six two nine four zero nine seventy. Tim in Billings. Thanks for the call. Morning, Aaron. Uh, so I had a friend ask me if I watched the State of the Union, and I, and I said, no, I didn't. And he asked me why. I said, well, if I wanted to spend a portion of my day listening to fairy, t- fairy tales from somebody who was so confused and inappropriate, pl- inappropriately placed, I would have gone to Drag Queen Story Hour at the library or at the zoo. But you probably wouldn't have brought your kids, uh, right? Because that would be an because that would be inappropriate, uh, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I saw some of the responses. I saw I saw you know I saw him making up some words, you know, and the, the Democrats are applauding. You know, on cue, they're following the script. Joe's going to say this. Be sure to applaud. And he says. And applaud, applaud. <laughs> we all know what he means. Don't you know what he, you know the thing? <laughs> yeah. So it's just, uh, you know, it's fubble, all, uh, fubble, fubble, fubble. They all stand up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if they know what he's talking about, maybe they can translate for us. Because, uh, or they just send the script out ahead of time so that we can follow along too. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of funny if you go if you go read the actual transcript that the White House put out because yesterday I, w- I wanted to go when we were talking with Mary Todd out of the Flathead Valley. I wanted to go, and I did. You know, I hit Control F on the transcript. You know, to find specific words, I typed in <laughs> China, and I wanted to see what he said about China. And so, but but yeah, the, the transcript would not necessarily match whatever gibberish was actually uh, coming from the, the rostrum there at the House of Representatives during the State of the Union address. Hey, Tim, what what do you think about this woke update of the week here where Yellowstone National Park is getting dragged on social media over this grant for black people who hike? Apparently, national park officials were just crikey. Oh, it's, it's black people hiking in the wild. Oh, I wonder in the world if these white liberals get get away with the most absurd, borderline racist crap you can actually think of. I I, I don't even think it's borderline, Aaron. I you know it's like saying reverse discrimination. There's no such thing. There's just discrimination. They they, they pander. They 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 think themselves so much higher and mightier than everyone else, and they and they are. So compassionate and so caring for the little people, the little the people who can't take care of themselves. I mean, I, it's just pandering at, at best, and 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 yeah. racism at worst, and it's just it's disgusting. I'm and, just you know, gonna I'm I just gonna identify so I'm just gonna identify as, as black now again because you know we can man we can really rake in the dough off of this thing. You know, if you're not already scamming people out of money by by hosting some BS diversity, equity, and inclusion seminar to shake these companies down for cash. You know, I'm going to start uh, blacks who camp, blacks who boat, <laughs> black people who uh, – yeah, all my camping and boating trips are going to be paid for now because I'm a black guy who <laughs> likes to boat and camp. So instead of being sponsored by a gear company, you'll be sponsored by the government. That's right. Uh, brought to you by the National Park Service. Proud to support right. black people who camp. This camps, yeah, exactly. this campsite at the KOA in West Glacier has been brought to you by black people who camp. You know, it's going to be exactly great. Right. It's going to be great. Maybe you can come along too. You just, uh, you just, uh, you know, you're going to have to dress up like Justin Trudeau if you're if we're going to make this thing work. Though, you know, I just want you to well, know that. I, I, I think you, you could qualify me as being uh, uh, crazy, so you know I, I I would I would have some sort of uh, some sort of uh, you know thing that that you could qualify me as needing help. So because <laughs> I think a lot of people tell you I need help anyway. Well, we're in the same we're in the same boat there, and we didn't even need the National Park Service to pay for the boat either. All right, Tim, great to hear from you. Two nine four zero nine seventy is the number for you if you got something you want to talk about. I, no joke, I heard this actually happened. Now, this might be room int, which is rumors intelligence, which is the only intelligence in Washington D.C. anymore. You know, you can't have human, you can't have sig int, you got to have rumint, rumors intelligence. The rumint that I picked up uh, somewhere out of northeast. Montana is that one farmer actually did it. One farmer actually went to the FSA, the Farm Service Agency, and said, I'm Hispanic and got his farm loan forgiven. No joke. I'm telling you, I I, I had people in Northeast Montana, they tell me the name, they said, who, but, but my lips are sealed. My lips are sealed. Uh, so there we go. Not giving away my sources either. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. By the way, if the Chinese balloon thing taught us one thing, is Joe Biden is not willing or able to protect us when it matters most. 
Why did they hide it from we, the American people, for what, four or five days? Why didn't they take this thing out of the sky as it was about to go into airspace over Alaska? They said they saw the whole thing happening and unfolding in real time, you know, but yet it flies from Alaska down the west coast of Canada into Idaho, from Idaho over Montana, over our ICBM missile silos. Uh, then down to Missouri and Kansas and Kentucky and then the Carolinas. And they did nothing. And they told us nothing. Joe Biden said, oh, they're not really a threat over China. They're not a threat. Well, what if there were bioweapons in there? Well, what in the, if in the future maybe this was a test run or an EMP attack? Check out the Sean Hannity radio show later today right here. Do you have $10,000 set aside for your final expenses? With the increasing cost of a funeral, plus any credit card debt and other expenses you have, your family could be stuck paying that huge bill. Don't let that happen. If you're between the ages of 50 and 85, you could get up to $10,000 or more to cover final expenses for less than a dollar a day. Call the Life Insurance Savings Group at 800-663-4141 or go to lifeinsurancesavings.com. With the Life Insurance Savings Group, you're guaranteed acceptance regardless of your health. And with no medical exam, you can't be turned down, even if you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or are overweight. Plus, your rates will never go up and your benefits will never go down, all for less than a dollar a day. Get your free quote today. Call 800-663-4141. 800-663-4141. Or go to Life Insurance insurancesavings.com. That's 800-663-4192. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios. Trusted by the Northwest. Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, I had a uh, message from uh, Tim and Savage uh, out there in Mondakistan on the Montana-North Dakota border. In fact, I'm hoping we'll get a chance to see Tim in person tomorrow because uh, tomorrow, I almost forgot to tell you guys, tomorrow we're going to be broadcasting live from Glendive, Montana, in the heart of Mondakistan in the uh, Montana-North Dakota uh, border uh, region uh, hinterlands. Always a great time. The Glendive Agri-Trade Expo, we're going to be there. they got a whole row of... Of made in Montana and made in North Dakota products that are going to be there in addition to our number of, of, of other friends uh, working in agriculture, working out there in the oil patch and more. So that's going to be a great time. We'll have the microphones open and uh, yeah, good show coming up for you tomorrow. But anyway, Tim and Savage uh, sent us a message here. He says, there was an article yesterday on the Fox News app that described how the stock market was racist. So the, the stock market is uh, is racist uh, too now, which ties into what Larry in Great Falls had to say. He jumped in on the conversation on Facebook, facebook.com slash Flint Report. I shared uh, this story about how Yellowstone National Park is getting dragged over black people who hike <laughs> the grant program. Uh, that uh, the National Park Foundation had funded, apparently. And anyway, Larry said this. Larry in Great Falls really summed it up. So sick of this constant woke BS. You can't go anywhere, say anything, watch anything, read anything, that someone won't try to turn it into something related to race or gender. Yeah, well said there, Larry. Uh, Neil added this. They're continuing to drive the racial wedge 
deeper. That's really what all this stuff is all about. It's about it's about making everything about race. It's about making everything uh, about you know the color of someone's skin instead of the content of somebody's character. Uh, it is it is being done deliberately by the left here. That is for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're going to have uh, more open phones time coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Speaker Regeer out of Kalispell is going to join us from the Capitol as well. Jim Jordan, this was the other big news on Capitol Hill in Washington yesterday, was uh, this hearing uh, with uh, former Twitter executives and how they colluded with uh, the Injustice Department, how they colluded with the FBI to censor Americans and to suppress the Hunter Biden story in particular. Here's what Jim Jordan had to say. You know what I think happened, Mr. Roth? I think I think you guys got played. I think you guys wanted to wanted to take it deep down. We saw what, what the chairman put up where you said, you know, everyone in the White House is, an, is a fascist. I think you guys wanted it to t- be taken down. I think you meet with these guys every week. We know that's been established in the Twitter files. You had weekly meetings with Mr. Chan in the run-up to the election. They send you all kinds of emails. They send you documents on the super secret James Bond teleporter. You get information on that. I think you guys wanted to take it down. I think you guys got played by the FBI. And that's the scary part. Because we had 50, I mean, this to me is the real takeaway. 51 former intelligence officials five days after you guys take down the Hunter Biden story and block the New York Post account. Five days later, 51 former intel officials send a letter and they say, the Hunter Biden story has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. The information operation was run on you guys. And then by extension, run on the American people. And that's the concern. And to Mr. Raskin's point that you guys aren't bound by the First Amendment because you're a private company. Okay, maybe so. But your, and your terms of service don't have to comply with the First Amendment. Would that be right, Mr. Roth? They don't have to. You've said that as much in your testimony. My understanding of the First Amendment is that it protects people and businesses from government, not understand forms how the- what I'm in your term of service. So here's what I want to know. Here's what I want to know. Is this, is this a violation of the First Amendment when the government, Mr. Chan, again, sending you an email saying we think these accounts need to be looked at because they violate your terms of service? That's a different standard. All right. Basically, he's making the point that the federal government forced the censorship. So that's why this clearly was a violation of our constitutional rights. Go to Twitter.com slash Aaron Flint to see what Marjorie Taylor Greene had to say, too.